Hi, this is Gloria, and welcome to Something to Share, the podcast where I talk about my ups and downs, my hits and misses as a Christian, and praying that we learn through everything. We grow through what we go through. So I'm in a different spot today than normal, and if you hear a little feedback, that's the sound of my husband cutting the grass. Hopefully it's not too much of a distraction. Anyways, today's podcast is going to be on healing the orphan spirit, and I actually have a list of ideas that I keep close by when I decide what I'm going to do my podcast on, and I try, though I like have lists and stuff, I also like to be spontaneous and kind of pray and see where the Lord leads me and I felt like this was really important because although I did my testimony on um, being healed of rejection and depression this orphan spirit is also something that God delivered me from and it's related so I guess you could say this is maybe like a part two to my testimony and uh, so we're going to get into it hope you enjoy it So, the orphan spirit is a word, well, it's been around for a while, and uh, basically it's rooted in rejection, and if you heard my last testimony, I talked about how I had battled that for so long due to things that I went through, and, uh, you know, if you know what orphan means, it's a child that's without parents. Now, when I was kind of like researching this, I found out that an orphan is uh, if a person's under 18, they're considered an orphan. Once they're over 18, even though they might not have parents, they're still, they're not considered an orphan anymore just because they're an adult. And I thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, they say orphan spirit and some people don't like that word and that's okay, but really there is a spirit behind that mindset. And like I said, it's rooted in rejection But a person doesn't have to be, you know, a child. Like, yes, children deal with it. But if it's not dealt with, it gets carried on well into adulthood. And I know because that's what happened with me. Um, The synonyms for reject, you know, like, I'm a word nerd. I'm going to get into it. Means to avoid. Means to abandon. To dismiss. To decline. Or to brush off. And this is where my story was. What I'm going to do this time that's different is I'm going to talk about the personality of an orphan. And if you recognize any of these in your life, this may be a sign that, you know, you need some inner healing. Some people have actually needed deliverance where they've had to go through deliverance. Um, I have not. I actually was healed through like a series of encounters with God where he really had to show me where the root was and I'll get into that a little bit later. Anyway, I'm going to list a few signs. I'm sure that there's more. You know, if you want to look up more, there's the internet is like full of of things you can research and and books you can read, but really uh, it comes down, well, I'm going to get into what it comes down to, but... Uh, these signs that I list, I recognized in myself because uh, that's what I dealt with. Even when I wasn't an orphan anymore, uh, you know, I didn't, I lost my mom and didn't have my dad and uh, I still carried that mindset. I still carried that rejection around with me. And so when I was looking up these signs, I recognized almost all of them in my life, some more than others. 
So the list that I made is based on my life, what I've walked through, and it's also based on what I've recognized in others. And when I say that, I mean like um, since I've been a Christian, uh, churches I belong to, I've always been around foster moms who had a ton of foster kids. And if you've ever had the blessing of being around foster kids, you know that they carry a lot with them. And this was my observation in talking with them and letting them, you know, kind of share their heart with me and everything that they went through. But okay, let's get on with the list. Number one, a person is very insecure and jealous. And you might think like, well, that's not a big deal. I mean, we can all be insecure, especially women. But there's a next level. Insecure is the opposite of secure. Security is safety. And someone with an orphan spirit or mentality always feels unsafe because they have walls up and they don't know how to trust people. And the reason they don't know how to trust people is because they've probably been through some very painful things. They've been hurt by people. And so they're, they always have this constant feeling of unsafe. Someone's going to hurt me. Someone's going to use me. Someone's going to do something to me. And uh, jealousy. Now, jealousy uh, itself, I mean, basically, like, this is something that I went through when I became a Christian. I saw people that had, like, the godly mom and dad growing up, and they kind of seemed like they had it all. And I remember feeling jealous and even like resentful, (laughs) not that they did anything wrong. I was just like, man, that must be nice, you know, and it was like a jealousy in me. Like, why couldn't I have that? Why do some people get to just have that, you know, perfect, happy family and 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 then others don't. And so uh, that could be a sign. Number two, and this is a major one that I dealt with for a very long time is striving now striving is whenever you're like you're constantly working towards something but an orphan spirit is constantly trying to please other people they can be a people pleaser i was because basically you feel so unworthy of love and acceptance that you feel you have to earn it like if i'm good enough you're if i do this if i do this you're going to see how good I am. You're going to see that I'm worthy of being loved and I'm worthy of being chosen. And that's, that's really, it's, it's dangerous. But um, that's something that you will definitely notice. And I noticed because I did it. I talked about that in my testimony. I was striving in my own marriage when I, I had my husband. I had his love. But my mind was telling me he's going to leave you. He's not going to be happy. And so I was striving to try to be this perfect wife. And another thing that this leads to is you begin to strive with God. You feel like I have to be a perfect Christian or God's going to stop loving me. And that could not be further from the truth. But an orphan has a hard time receiving love from people. That's why they strive. And so they feel like, you know, they have a hard time believing in God's agape, this perfect unconditional love. They have a hard time. And so they end up striving with God and they get workspaced and they start thinking, I have to do, 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 do this, do this, do this. And uh, they don't understand the grace of God. And and that's, that's a major, major way. And like I said, I've lived through it. So 
striving is a really big deal. Don't worry, we're going to go through the list and we're going to talk about the remedy. I'm going to jam-pack you guys with some scripture. Hope you meditate on it. Hope it blesses you. Okay, number three, a continual void that can never be filled. This is another thing I dealt with. Uh, an orphan basically still has that void. And, and a Christian can deal with this because I was a Christian and I dealt with this. There's this void before I came to Jesus even, I had a void, and I tried to fill it. Like, after I, lo- I lost my mom and I, I talked about, you know, doing drugs, I didn't do it because I enjoyed it. I did it because I had a void. I was broken. I was hurt. I was lonely. And I wanted to take something to either knock me out so I wouldn't have to think, or I would take something that was going to make me really numb so I didn't have to feel And you know, that void really is a a place that only the love of God can fill. And I didn't recognize it, you know, not growing up in a Christian home. But in my last podcast, when I talked about being that little girl looking out the window towards the stars and just being so like unhappy, I didn't realize I had a void then that was crying out for God. I didn't realize it till I became adult and accepted Jesus, but I had a void and all of us before Jesus have that void that needs to be filled. But an, an orphan spirit will try to look for anything to fill that void. Some people will use drugs. Some people will use alcohol. Some people will end up in really unhealthy relationships, you know. And I'm not judging these people. But you might see a person who jumps from one relationship to another, to another, to another. And it's because... You know, it's the whole expectation versus reality. They have this expectation that another person is going to fill that void in their life. And when it doesn't work out, then they're on to the next and then to the next. When really, uh, and it, it becomes addiction. That's sometimes how addiction can get started. When really that void is the love that only Father God can fill. So that's another sign. Um, number four, over-competitive. Competition isn't a bad thing. I'm competitive. I've talked about it before. But there's a next level competition, and it's driven into this need for attention. I need people to be looking at me. I need to stand out. And we were created to stand out. I get it. But this is like next level. This is like I have to outdo everybody. And basically, you're in competition with everyone, even when nobody's competing with you. They're driven. They have to be better than everyone else. They have to do better than everyone else. And their identity is really rooted in what they do and not who they are. And so, like I said, it it can become works-based where it's about what I do. Look at what I do. And um, it can, it's just really unhealthy. But again, that kind of like links to striving in a sense. Uh, The next one is a lack of self-esteem. And I can totally relate to that. Um, this is a person who basically is like big on self-loathing. They hate themselves. They just cannot love themselves. And, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is if you can't love yourself, you're not going to have healthy relationships with people because if you can't love yourself, it's going to be really hard to love other people. And that's just the truth. And so, uh, people that struggle with an orphan spirit, really battle self-loathing you know and and sometimes it's like um self-sabotage where they sabotage themselves because they're so big on self-loathing and that's something I dealt with really 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 
you know, lack of self-esteem and loathing myself. I had a lot of self-hatred towards myself. Okay, uh, number six. Someone with the orphan spirit slash mentality will think everyone is against them. Basically, uh, because of what they've been through, being rejected, possibly abused, being hurt, they're waiting for someone to hurt them. They're waiting for someone to let them down because that's what they're used to. And so it's like you're this guarded fortress and, you know, you refuse to be vulnerable with people. You refuse to let people in. And in the end, like, it really doesn't matter how good someone is to you, how much they're really trying to, like, meet you halfway because your mind's already made up. And um, some people can try and try and try, but if a person has an orphan spirit, it's never going to be enough. And uh, that, that's a big one. I, I can recognize it. It's, it's, you can see when someone is unhealed. I mean, sometimes I just listen to people talk and I can hear it because, you know, everyone's against me. And they talk about they, 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 and them, them, them. And, you know, maybe, maybe people have done things that are wrong. I'm not trying to take that away from anybody. But I, there's people that it doesn't matter who they talk about. Everyone's against them. And so uh, that can be a, a big indicator, too. Number seven, I dealt with this. Isolation. A person who battles this orphan spirit or mentality has a deep-rooted sense of never belonging. They have a fear that I'm never going to belong anywhere. I never fit in. And so when that takes root, what they do is they will self-isolate themselves. They will purposely take themselves away from people, whether it's work, family, it could even be church. I did that, you know, I've done it before. And they, they isolate themselves and they just get themselves alone. And they kind of hide themselves in a sense because, you know, maybe they're used to being overlooked. Maybe they're used to being glossed over. And so they began to think, well, I'm never going to belong anywhere, so what does it matter? And so that's a big one because uh, that's something that I dealt with. So if you recognize any of those signs, uh, I believe that the Lord wants to heal you from that mentality because the opposite of an orphan is a son. And if you remember uh, when I talked about my testimony, I always said that something the Lord told me is sonship is the highest calling. And that is what God invites every born-again believer into. He invites us into a place of sonship. You know, we don't start out spiritually mature, but he wants to invite us into that place of mature sonship. So, I wrote down some scriptures, and I want to give them to you. So, the first thing that you need to know is that as a son of God, daughter, son, same, you know, is that you already have the love and acceptance of Father God and that there is nothing that you can do to make God stop loving you. You need to be grounded in sonship. That's who you are. And you need to know that you have your Father's affirmation already. You have his yes. And so I looked up some synonyms for affirmation, and that means to pronounce. You know, I think about um, a husband and wife getting married. I now pronounce you, you know, man and wife. A declaration, a pledge, an endorsement, an oath, or a vow. These are powerful words. You have the Father's endorsement. That means he's got your back. You know, 
a pledge, an oath, and a vow are powerful words. You know, we take vows when we're married, and that means to death do us part. I'm not walking away. And basically what the Father has done is he's bound himself to you. He's taken a pledge that you're his, and nothing's going to change that. So I just thought that was that's something that you need to know. That there's nothing you can do that's going to make God stop loving you. Think about your children. No matter how angry they might make you sometimes, you're not going to kick them out. You're not going to stop loving them. No. And how much more the Father's love for us. Uh, the next, the scripture I got was John 1.12. And it says, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, talking about Jesus, believed in Jesus and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. And that scripture is the invitation that's offered to every person who hears Jesus. When they believe him and accept him, he gives them the right to become children of God. You are a child. You are a son or daughter. So the first thing is that we accept that invitation. Uh, number two, uh, Romans 8.15, and this is the Good News Translation. says, For the spirit that God has given you does not make you slaves and cause you to be afraid. Instead, the spirit makes you God's children. And by the spirit's power, we cry out to God, Father, my Father. Now that scripture, Romans 8.15, and another translation says that he gives us the spirit of adoption. Now, if you've battled with that orphan spirit, you know, this is telling you the opposite. You have been brought into the family. You have been adopted. And it says you're not a slave. You're not bound to fear. You're not bound to rejection anymore because you're God's child. And by the Holy Spirit, I love that. We cry out and we say, Father, Father. Maybe you didn't have good earthly parents growing up. Maybe you didn't have a a great mom or a great dad but God is our father and he is the perfect father who will never hurt you never and so that bible verse says basically that we're adopted in and we become a part of his family maybe you didn't have a a good godly family growing up but you become a part of God's family you're equal you're not lesser you're not a slave you're not in bondage anymore you are free you are an heir and as an heir think about it in a, the earthly sense you know what we hand down to our families you become an heir and everything that father god has is yours the favor the peace the joy the blessing the position even our position we become seated in heavenly places with him everything he has is yours So I just thought that was amazing. Another scripture is uh, Romans 8.38. And it says, you know, what can separate us from the love of God? And then it says, I only wrote one of the verses. It's very long. It says, nothing can separate you from the love of God. You can find security in the love of God because it's perfect love that casts out fear. It's not based on what you do. It's not based on how good you are. We're not good. God is good. And so his love will keep you secure. And at the end of that verse, when he's saying that neither death nor life nor angels nor powers, when he's saying what's going to separate us, he says, 
I am convinced that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Did you hear that? Nothing, not even hell, nothing can separate you from God's love. That's how great it is. I'm also going to, I'm now, I'm just, those are just things that you need to know. But I'm going to share some Bible verses that were helpful to me and hopefully they'll be helpful to you. Uh, the very first Rima word God ever gave me was Psalm 2710. And it says, when my father and mother forsake me, or that means abandon me, the Lord will take care of me. So like I said, maybe you've been a literal orphan. Maybe you've, or you know, uh, you battle spiritually with this. The Lord will take care of you. Psalm 68, 5. Father of the fatherless, protector of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. Like I said, not all of us had the perfect father growing up. We didn't have that godly figure. But he is a father to the fatherless. If you're fatherless right now, God is the father. He's your father. He's your protector. He's your defender. And he's never going to hurt you. Psalm 68.6 God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. Now this is a call to kingdom family. Maybe uh, you, you left an unsafe home where it wasn't safe to be there. Maybe you're not close to your family anymore or they choose not to be close to you. God places the lonely in families. This is where the kingdom comes in. This is where you have brothers and sisters in the Lord that love you, that can pray for you, that can be there for you. You know, maybe you don't have family, and it's, it's sad that some people, you know, some people's families really hurt them. But God will place you with someone. He always will. I mean, the word promises that he will place them in families, and then he gives them joy. So I always hold on to those verses. Okay, another scripture. This is like one of my favorite. And it's Ephesians 1, 5, and 6. And it says, He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, so that's like one of my favorite verses that I speak over myself sometimes when I feel rejection trying to take root again. I say, I am accepted in the beloved. First of all, predestined, we were chosen for adoption to himself as sons. God chose us as sons through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will. If you're a son or daughter of God, you have a purpose. That's what this verse is saying. You didn't get saved just to get saved. You got saved and God had a purpose for you already. And uh, what I love about this verse is uh, one time in church, our pastor broke it down. And I loved, he said this, you know, instead of chosen, we're going to say handpicked by God. And I love that. I wrote it everywhere. You have been handpicked by God. You know, that word accept is the opposite of reject. If you've dealt with rejection, you need to know that you are accepted in the beloved. You have been handpicked by God. And I love that he says in the beloved, because that's the same word that God said when Jesus was being baptized, when he said, this is my beloved son 
and who I am well pleased. God was just pleased in his son. And as a, if you're a parent, you can relate. Your kids don't have to jump through hoops and do everything. You're just pleased with them because they're yours and you love them. And how much more is it with God? So that is one of my favorite verses. And that's something that you need to remember. You are handpicked by God. You weren't a mistake. Never. Okay, and the last scripture I'm going to share is... uh... Okay, where was I? Alright, the last verse I'm going to share is 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. And this is the Passion Translation. And it says, You are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you are not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't yet received it but now you are drenched with it. And I love that verse because, uh, first of all, it calls you chosen. Again, you've been handpicked by God. You're not an orphan. You've been chosen. And second, it says treasure. A treasure is something that's valuable. You can't put a price on a treasure. And that's what it says you are. You're God's chosen treasure. You're valuable to God. You have a purpose And he loves you so much. And it says that he called you out of darkness into the light. And he claims you as his very own. You are God's very own. You are so precious to him. And he did this so that you could broadcast his wonders throughout the world. You know, he saved you so that you can tell the world what he's done for you. And I just thought that was just so beautiful and that that was worth sharing. And if you're hearing this, I pray that you find healing in God. He is your father. You will never have to earn his love. You will never have to perform. You will never have to jump through hoops to prove yourself. You're his. And like it says, what can separate you from his love? Nothing, not even death can separate you. You're joined to him. And I just, I made this uh, spontaneously. This isn't the one I was going to do, but I just really felt this, like that I needed to share this message. And I just pray that whoever is hearing this, if you recognize this, that you cry out to God and that you ask him, ask him to heal what's been hurting and you ask him to heal the wounds Ask him, pray the opposite. If you're dealing with rejection, ask him to show you his love. Ask him to show you the acceptance. This is Gloria, and I just really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Remember, you're not a mistake. You've been chosen by God on purpose, for a purpose. I'll talk to you next time.